Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. Welcome again to the Defender Bible Study. This is Rick Morton, Lifeline's Vice President of Engagement, and I'm excited to be with you today to continue our study in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Uh, We're coming close to the end of 2 Thessalonians. We'll be in chapter 2 today, um, going through uh, from verse 13, going through chapter 3, verse 5. And uh, today, as we begin in, in verse 13, we see that there is a transition that happens. Uh, last week, Pastor Chris taught us about the man of lawlessness and um, this idea of judgment coming in the last days and coming at the hands of uh, the man of lawlessness. And it's kind of a dark and a, and a bit of a disturbing and sometimes confusing passage. But as we open into uh, verse 13 and begin with Paul's admonition to the church to stand firm, we have to remember here that uh, verse 13 starts with uh, with a transition because Paul says, but um, we, we ought always to give thanks for you, brothers, by, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. And so um, the, the, the but really signifies that Paul is transitioning from some things that are tough and some things that are bad news towards some things that are, that are good news. Um, and so number, number one, what we can see from this passage is that no matter how bad things become, um, Christians are expected to be different. And so Paul talks to uh, the church here in Thessalonica about enduring trials and standing firm in the midst of difficulty. And, and he says to them ultimately that their ability to stand strong is rooted not in their own power, not in their own strength, not in their own ability to, uh, to muster up the courage to be able to stand strong, but that their ability to stand strong is ultimately rooted uh, in God's love for people. And so how do we know ultimately that God loves us and so therefore he will hold us up and that we can stand strong? Well, Paul gives four ways here in this first paragraph of beginning in verse 13. He says that number one, we know it because uh, because God chose us. God loves us and we have evidence of the fact that God loves us because he chose us. Um, I think about this in terms of Adoption and, and, you know, having adopted two older children, uh, we have, Denise and I have sort of a word picture for this idea of this kind of choosing. And, and, and the fact is that our older children had to consent to their adoption. They had to, they had to choose us as a family and, and ultimately had to be willing to become part of this family. They had to write a letter to the judge and say, that they wanted to be a part of the Morton family, but but you see, their choice would not have been uh, a, a choice that they could have made had not had not we chosen them first. 
And so there's this sense that just like we had to step out and make the choice first, in a much greater sense, God does that for us in salvation, that he's done the work of salvation through Jesus and that, that we've been chosen uh, into the family of God and that that choice, ultimately God's initiative can be something that ultimately empowers us and helps us to grow strength. The second thing that we see is that, that Christ saves us. Um, it says that, that God chose you to be the first fruits um, to be saved. In other words, not the last thing to be saved, but in among the first things to, to be redeemed. Why is that significant? Because, because it, it helps us to understand that God saves us immediately when we yield our lives to Christ, but then our salvation is also ongoing. Um, Paul said, God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit. So our salvation is ongoing. God is doing the work through the Spirit of conforming us to be like Jesus. And so we can take confidence in the fact that we can endure even in the midst of trials because we can look and do introspection into our lives and see that God, by His Spirit, is at work in us, making us more and more like Jesus. Um, the third thing is that, that we can stand strong and we know that God loves us because he tells us through his word. Um, it says, Paul says, that, that, we, that we are to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Ultimately, the truth uh, is given to us most objectively um, in God's word. The Bible even even talks about in, in John about the word becoming flesh, like the word that the, the Jesus is the embodiment of the very word of God, the very the very uh, outpouring of truth from God, that Jesus um, is, is ultimately God's God's evidence and God's proof um, of that truth. And, and, and so what we what we know is that how do we know that that we that we are. Are, are protected in um, in Christ because of our salvation? How do we know that we can stand strong ultimately because we have the evidence of Jesus? And then finally, the last thing is that, that we see that we, we share in um, the, the glory of Christ. It says, he says, to this, he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. And he, so we have the promise of glorification, no matter how difficult this life may get, no matter how much we have to endure, and, and no matter what we have to walk through in the presence of sin in this world. We have the promise of the life to come because of the work of Jesus. And so uh, a poem that, uh, that from Donald Barnhouse that I think is really helpful in, in helping us to frame this. Barnhouse says, we have a relationship that can never be changed. We are children of the Most High. We have a righteousness that can never be tarnished, the very righteousness of Christ himself. We have a resource that can never be diminished, the power of the Spirit of God. We have a peace that can never be destroyed. It is the peace of God himself. We have a joy that can never be surpassed. The scriptures call it joy unspeakable and full of glory. We have a love that will never let us go. God's unconditional love. We have an intercessor whose prayers can never go unanswered, the Spirit of Christ within us. We have a sovereign Lord who can never lose control, the King of kings himself. 
And so kind of the second thing that we see um, in this in the second paragraph, beginning in verse 16 um, of, of chapter two, is that that Paul ultimately is calling on upon, upon us to stand fast. Um, actually, we're going to go up a, a, a little bit further there, but um, but Paul calls upon us to stand fast. He says, uh, and what, what are we standing fast for? Uh, we're standing fast ultimately for the gospel, um, and 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 again, we um, and, and we're standing fast um, on the word of God that um, that will that will that stands forever, and, and that ultimately we have the power to stand fast because God's presence and power through the Holy Spirit. Second thing we want to want to see here is that that we must pray for the word to continue to be spread. Paul in in chapter 3 is writing this letter to the the church in Thessalonica from Corinth. Um and so he says to the church here, finally brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread, speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from the wicked and evil men for not all have faith but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one, and we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And so ultimately, we're reminded here by the Apostle Paul, even as he's asking this church that he loves, that he planted in Thessalonica, to pray for the work that, that he's doing now as he's sharing the gospel in Corinth. Because Paul knows that he needs the power of God to see what happened at Thessalonica, where people were converted by the preaching of the gospel, that he needs that same power in order to see that same thing happen in Corinth. Um, it's a great reminder to us that that as we pray, we must pray for the work of today, and, and we can't rest on the blessings of yesterday. Um, even talking to our staff, we remind our staff here at Lifeline, you know, often that we we can look back over the course of the years and we can see the way that God has provided for our ministry and and the way that God has has helped us and and, and come to our aid, the way that He's brought children home through uh, incredible circumstances, the way that He's put families back together through family reconciliation, the way that he's that he's he's helped orphans who have been oppressed through the ministry of unadopted, that we've seen God do things over and over and over that, that are, exceed our wildest imagination. But we can't look back at the past and the things that God has done in the past as an assurance of the things that God will do in the future. We have to be connected to God in prayer. We must pray for the work today. We must pray for direction. We must pray for discernment. We must pray for wisdom. And most of all, we must pray for power. Um, and we know that God has gone before us, uh, for us, but we must pray that he continues to go before us and, and that he will continue um, to guide our path. Um, and then the final thing that we see in, in this, this portion of 2 Thessalonians is Paul's reminder that, that God is faithful. He talks about here in verse three, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Uh, and that, and we have confidence in the Lord about you. So Paul is, is reminding the church of Thessalonica in the middle of difficult circumstances that God is faithful, that, that, that ultimately God will guard us from evil. He will guard us from the evil one because, because he has 
purchased us with a price, that we are his bought with the price of his blood. Um, And so therefore, what are you and I supposed to do? We're supposed to do the same thing that 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 Paul calls upon um, the the church at Thessalonica to do. He says he will establish establish you and guard you against the evil one, and we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will do the things that we command. Paul ultimately was writing uh, under the inspiration of the Spirit to this church to tell them those things that that God had for them and those things that God was commanding them for. Ultimately, we have the Word of God. We have the Bible for the very same reason. And so we must focus on our obedience and and living out the call to obedience for through uh, living out what we see uh, that we're supposed to be doing according to the word of God. And that ultimately God will reveal his love and he will reveal his consistent blessing through us in the same way that he did through the church in Thessalonica. So we're incredibly thankful today that you have joined us for uh, the Defender Bible Study. We want to pray that you will... um, you will help us to uh, by by praying for the ministry here at Lifeline and joining us in, in praying for the for the work that we do here in the U.S. and around the world. We want to pray um, for the work of adoption and family reconciliation and orphan care, uh, for our education and counseling ministries, and for all of those things uh, that God is accomplishing as we partner with the church um, to make the gospel known and to care for those who cannot care for themselves as a picture of the gospel so that we might point men and women, boys and girls um, to Jesus. And so we pray that you'll come back again next week right here, however you get your podcast to the Defender Bible Study uh, and join us as we continue our study in the book of Second Thessalonians. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study.